In this week's episode of A Drier Dose of Disney, Jared talks about the Universal Express Pass and whether or not it is worth it. Welcome to another episode of A Drier Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dreyer. And today we are going to continue our series on how to skip the lines at the parks and whether or not it's worth it. And today we're going to be talking about the Express Pass at Universal. But before we do that, let's talk a couple housekeeping items here real quick. So first, please subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast or viewing it. Click that subscribe button. We definitely want to grow our listeners that are out there. Please tell your friends and family about this. If you know anyone traveling to a Disney park, this is a great time to get them engaged with our podcast and letting them know that, hey, Jared's got some tips and tricks for you that you can use the next time you go to the parks. So please click subscribe. Let others know about it as well. As well as you can see behind me, I've got more of our I Can Do This All Day merchandise coming in. So we've got cups, mugs, backpacks, fanny packs. We've got every type of shirt, sweatshirt, tank top, all of those out there, phone cases the whole nine yards. So check out our Etsy shop. You can go either in the links in the description of the podcast. Uh, you can find it there or go to our Facebook page. and We've got links there or just go to Etsy and search a drier dose of Disney and you're going to find us there and you're going to have access to all of our cool merchandise that's out there with our logo. And you can show everyone at the parks. You can do this all day as well. And know that we didn't brand it with the podcast. We didn't put our podcast name on it. We just thought this design was really cool and it makes sense on a shirt. And when you're at the parks, other park goers are going to look at it and say, like it. It says, I can do this all day. It has the Disney Park logo on there. You can see that behind me. And they're going to enjoy that as well as you. So please uh, check out our merchandise that's out there, as well as you can support us out on Patreon. So if you want to keep this podcast going and want to make sure that content's going to be out there in the future, Patreon's a great way to do that, and you get access to our special episodes, our Butterbeer episode, and our Going to Disney for Almost Free episode. Those are already live out there. So we want to thank all of our supporters that are already out there. You guys are doing great, and we appreciate the support. Like I said earlier, uh, right when we were starting, we've talked the last few weeks about single rider lines and how to skip lines at the parks. And we debated, where do we put that in the lineup? And we put that one up front. And last week we talked about going to Disney and the Genie Plus service and lightning lanes. And are those worth it? And we went park by park and talked through each one of those. And we said, yes and no, it depends on which park you're going to. This episode, we are going to go into the universal studio side of things. So we're going to go over Both coasts, they work the same, but we're going to talk about the Express Pass and how well those work and are they worth it as well. And then in our future episodes, we're going to be talking next about wait times and how accurate the wait times are, because there are some tricks and tips to that as well, because they are not accurate. So I want to give you the insider insight to that. And again, our podcast is going to go into things that a lot of other insiders don't talk about or don't know. And next week is going to be a really special one when we talk about wait times. And then two weeks from now, we actually have a special episode coming. And this one's going to be released to the general public for everybody. This is not going to our Patreon page first. But this special episode, we're going to have a couple special guests, some friends of ours. And we're going to talk about navigating the parks with a disability. 
We think talking about going to the parks with a disability is an important topic, and we want to educate you if you have a family member that's disabled. So we're going to bring in some special guests, and they're going to talk about their experience in the park, and we're going to pass that along to you as well. So look forward to those episodes that are coming here soon. So today, Express Pass at Universal. There are basically two types of Express Passes, and this is Universal's answer to Disney's Fast Pass. Of course, Disney, if you remember the last episode, we talked about why Disney needed to do the Fast Pass or now the Lightning Lane system. And that is because too many people are in the parks and they wanted to clear out the queue space and they wanted to get people into the shops, into the restaurants and get people just away from the lines. And it actually did exactly that. It took people out of line. It kept the lines a lot shorter. And then obviously people can come and skip the line. Now, your wait times may have increased if you're in the general population and not uh, participating in those. And if you're wondering if it's worth it, go back and listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. But of course, it played out logistically for Disney by getting people out of the queues. Same thing's happening over at Universal. We've got a lot of people in these parks. The queues are getting very long and Express Pass also does the same thing and gets people out of the queues and it helps things move along a little bit quicker. But then for the general population, it could extend that wait a little bit. So we're going to talk about uh, the two different passes. Are they worth it or not? And we're going to go through uh, the parks as well. So the difference between the two, uh, the gates, one of them is a single use per ride. That's just your general express pass. That one costs $79 per person per day. And if you remember the last episode, we talked Disney's is 15 to $20 per person per day. So this one is a lot more expensive at $79. But the trade-off is there's a lot more rides that participate in it, and even most of the bigger rides do, all of them except for two, and we'll go into those in just a moment. And then you have another option at $109 per person per day, which if you think about it, again, very expensive, but maybe you're knocking out both parks at once, and so you're thinking, hey, it's just really half of that cost. At $109, you get that as unlimited. You can go back to rides as often as you want, anytime that you want, and you can use that express pass lane all day long. So like I said, every ride is covered. Uh, I looked at the list. Every single ride at Universal Studios Orlando is covered. All of them at Universal Hollywood are covered. Over at Islands Adventure, you have all of them covered but two. And they're the two newest ones. They're the two biggest attractions. So Hagrid's Motorbike and the Velocicoaster are the two that are not covered by Express Pass, which is honestly good news for those that don't buy the Express Pass. That means the queue is going to move uh, pretty rapidly. The way that the Express Pass works is once you get your Express Pass, it's tied to your ticket and to that barcode, and you're going to take that around to each of the rides. And just like the Fast Pass Lightning Lanes over at Disney, uh, you're going to see a separate queue for the Express Pass Lane. And when you go up there, they're going to have little scanners, and they're going to scan your ticket. So that's how you get access to the rides. And again, just like Disney, uh, they're going to scan that multiple times through the queue. You don't want to go in there thinking, hey, I can hop the queue and go over there. It doesn't work. Just like Disney, it doesn't work. Uh, you're going to need that Express Pass all the way through. They do say that the Express Pass do sell out, although I have never seen that happen. And again, we'll talk about that later when we talk about whether or not it's worth it. But they do say that it can sell out. You can get the Express Pass anytime from when you purchase your ticket. When you're doing your original ticket purchase and you're checking out, they do have the option to purchase your Express Pass at that point in time, or you can get it at the park day of. They are going to have little kiosks as you're going into the park that say, get your Express Pass here. 
and you're going to go over there and you're going to pay them. They're going to link that to your ticket and you're going to be all set to go. So you can do that at any point in time, which is kind of nice. So you may say, hey, I'm not going to do it unless it's crazy busy. And then you get there and at rope drop that there's just thousands of people there and you just can't get through. Then you may say it's worth it. Yeah, I'm going to go buy this today just because of the way crowd levels look today. Our, I can do this all day, tip of the day. We're bringing on a little bit earlier today. And the reason is being tied to those tickets. We want to give you the tip that when you're thinking about purchasing an express pass, you are definitely going to want to get a lanyard and you're going to want to get one of those clear ID envelopes that you can use the Ziploc up. They're obviously firmer than a Ziploc bag, but you're going to want to get one of those that you can put your ticket into and seal up so that they don't get wet on the water rides. And that way, the barcode's always available for whenever you need it. And the reason is, unlike Disney that uses magic bands or Apple watches, this, they're going to have to scan that every single time you're going into a ride. So the lanyards are the best practice at Universal. That's our, I can do this all day, tip of the day is get a lanyard if you're going to use it. And then that'll also help you when you go to get lockers. So most of the bigger rides are going to require that you stash all your gear inside of a locker and the lockers are going to be tied to your ticket. So you're going to go scan it. One's going to pop open. You're going to put your stuff in there and then you go ride the ride. When you come back, you go back to that same area, scan it again. Your locker pops back open and you're good. You've got your stuff and you can keep moving through the park. I will say that the lockers at Universal are very small. They are not going to carry a full-size water bottle. I've got one here on my desk. They're not going to carry one this size. It's too big to go in there. So you definitely want to keep your bag as small as possible. We talk about in the top 10 things to bring with you to the park episode, have a backpack with your shoes uh, versus flip-flops. Swap them out if it starts raining. Flip-flops, you're probably okay. If your shoes are in the backpack at that point in time, it's probably not going to fit. What works well for us is because Universal has bigger rides. We have somebody in our party who typically doesn't ride all the bigger rides because they just make them sick. And so that person's going to hold our backpack and we're just going to skip the lockers altogether. So if you have somebody in your group who doesn't want to ride the rides, that's your best bet. Just skip the lockers. Don't waste your time. Just give your bag to that person and let them hold it for you while you go on that ride. And then you don't have to fish it back out. But then of course, though, if you're moving quick, get a small bag. Okay. So next we've talked about what the pass is, how it works, how you're going to access it. So it's different from Disney. Like I said, most of the rides offer it. So we're not going to need to go through and talk through every single ride. And, and is this a good ride to use it on or whatnot? When you have the express pass, it works on every single ride. So you are not selecting or picking and choosing between them. You get it for all of them. That is a big difference from Disney. That is a benefit and, and maybe makes it worth the higher cost amount, but is it worth it? So let me share my personal experience. Every time we go to Universal in Orlando, we try to do both parks in one day. Every time we go to Universal in Hollywood, we get that park done usually by the early afternoon, by two or three at the latest. And that depends if we're watching shows. There are not a ton of rides at the one in Hollywood. You can burn through that park very quickly if you'd like. Out in Orlando, you can definitely accomplish both parks in one day as long as you've got a plan and you're going into the park with an idea of where you want to go, what rides you're going to hit, how you're going to hit them, and how you're going to work your way through both parks. There is a way to cross over between both parks if you have that park-to-park -park ticket, and that is going to be through the Hogwarts Express train. That's a cool little experience if you like Harry Potter. I will tell you that the line, though, typically for that is pretty lengthy, and it takes a lot of time to get from one park to the other. So even if the line is short and, say, 10, 15 minutes, 
once you get over there, you then get queued up to go into the ride. And then the, you go into the ride, you sit in your car for a while. And then the train finally leaves and you see all the cool video and the cool effects that happens on the train. And then uh, you get to the other one and you have to disembark and then you have to weave your way all the way back out. If you are at a place where you're ready to go to the next park and that line is long or you're close to the entrance of whatever park you started at, skip it. Unless you have a huge Harry Potter fan, skip it. You are quicker to just walk out of the park, walk over a couple hundred yards over to the other one and just going right back in through the front ticket area. That's going to take you less than 10 minutes what you would wait for that train ride anyways. And you can get into the other park a lot quicker that way. So my personal experience, we like to do the park to park ticket. We have friends that go to Universal quite a bit. They love Universal. It's their favorite park. They love Disney as well, but their kids are getting older. And so they like Universal. They always purchase the Express Pass. They always have. They see a lot of value in it. They say that obviously they can hit both parks in the same day, which is very true. And they're able to just get through these lines and these queues very quickly. And they love it. And by getting the unlimited pass, which is what they do, they will go through. They'll ride every single ride that they want to do. And then mid-afternoon, they come back and they start doubling down and going on the rides a second or third time, depending on what the queues look like and, and doing what their kids want to do. So they have a lot of fun doing that. They will always do that, okay? So those are the type of people, for them, it's worth it. They're going to buy it every single time. Since we were going with them, we said, okay, yeah, we'll go ahead and do it. We hadn't done it before. We'll buy the Express Pass and see how it goes. Like I said, it's very different than Lightning Lane. More often than not, at Disney, when you go into Lightning Lane, you're only going to wait five, 10 minutes for the ride. Uh, your queue is going to be really short. You're going to get right up to the front. They're going to merge the queues together at Disney, and you're only going to wait that last little portion, and you're going to get right on. Okay. At Universal, it's similar. You're in a different line, different queue, but those queues can get backed up. So at Disney, where you have a time slot and they're metering how many can go in, at Universal, they don't. So you could walk into an Express Pass line and be the only person in line and walk right onto the ride, which would be awesome. Or you could get it like what happened to us. We got in line for Escape for Green Gots over at Universal Studios Orlando. And when we went in there, the queue for Express Pass was almost as long as the queue for the regular line. Now, granted, this was right after the ride had just come out. It was the first ride we did that day. We were rope dropping it. We wanted to get in there right away. Our wait time in the Express Pass lane was over 30 minutes. Okay, so that's where it gets a little bit different than Disney. Instead of having that metered time slot where they know and can gauge how many people are coming through, everybody could go at the same time and you could end up waiting a long time. So I would say play it by ear. You can always check with the cast member out front. How long's the express uh, lane queue? How many people are in there? And they'll tell you whether or not there's a wait. If there's a wait, skip it. Go to the next one. Come back to that ride later. Okay. And that's one thing I wish we would have done differently. But that one time we ended up waiting over 30 minutes. Now, again, some of the other rides were pretty quick. We walked right on, but the general queue was also very quick. So whether the queue was five or 10 minutes, we may have walked on with Express Pass. We would have only been waiting five if we went with the general queue. So there's your trade-off there. I said at the beginning that they do limit how many people can buy the Express Passes for the day. At least they say they do. When we were going to the park that day with our friends, it felt like everybody had the Express Pass. Like more than half of the people had Express Passes. Walking towards a queue, for example, uh, you can obviously see the other people that are walking in that same direction, you know, which line they're going into. There were more people getting in the express pass lanes than there were in the general. 
And I will say that hands down. Yes, there were more people getting into the express pass queue than the general queue without a question. They did their best to move the queues as quickly as possible. They did move quick, but I will say it felt like everybody had them. Okay. In contrast, now fast forward, we are now in 2022. We have our condo out there again. Uh, you can rent that condo if you want to stay where we stay. We have that in the links as well. But with our condo, we now have season passes, annual passes to both Disney and Universal. So we've been to Universal a lot this past summer. In fact, we went there a lot because the Pixie Pass that we have for Disney is only on the weekdays. And so every weekend we were going to Universal and we would go ride the roller coasters and go try out the different restaurants and stuff and have a great time there. So we went there quite a bit and we did not purchase the express pass on those trips. And I can tell you our waits in the general queue were not terrible. The longest queue we ever waited in was over 4th of July weekend for Haggard's motorbike. And we did it at rope drop. And we'll talk about that on the episode. We talk about rope drop over at Universal and how to do that. But that queue is very lengthy outside of that. Our wait times were fairly short. Most of them were less than about 15 minutes. And I'll give you my tip there in just a second on how we did that. But the longest queues that were outside of that were 20 or 30 minutes, right? So the general queues move very quickly, even over the 4th of July holiday, with the exception of Haggard's motorbike. Our tip, our trick in asking the question, is it worth it, is use single rider. You guys already heard that episode on single rider. Use single rider. Those queues are much shorter. You're going to get on a lot quicker, even than with Express Pass. And then you don't have to pay for it. And if you go back to the episode where we talked about single rider lines, you're getting it on the Velocicoaster. When we were there 4th of July weekend, Haggard's motorbike did have it. I've read online that that is no longer the case, but they did have it then. So check online before you go about Haggard's motorbike. They had single rider lines for uh, Spider-Man. They had it for the Hulk. They had it for Transformers. They have it for Harry Potter's Forbidden Journey. They have it for Escape for Gringotts, one that we actually just walked onto through single rider. So really quick experience using single rider, your best rides all have it, uh, men in black have it. So unless you're really concerned about riding things like the minion ride, or you want to ride fast and furious and all that, those are the ones that it may be worth the express pass, but your bigger rides, the uh, larger scale rides all have single rider. And that's going to be a lot quicker anyway. So if you were to ask me, would I buy it? I can tell you all summer, I didn't. I can tell you that we are going again in October with a large group of people, and we have all asked each other and talked about it, should we buy it? And at this point, we are saying, no, we we should not buy it. We are going to do single rider because our kids are all teenagers, and we know that we can get through the lines quicker with single rider. So I would say probably not. Now, my caveat is this, is if this is your first time to Universal Orlando, and you are only going to have one day and you want to do both parks and you are not coming back again for a few years, it's probably worth it then. This is your splurge. This is your one time to go do it. I would say if I wasn't going to come back again, and again, I have a season pass, so I know I can come back whenever I want. If I knew I wasn't going to go back for years and this was my only time going and I'm doing both parks, then yeah, I'd probably do it. And the reason is there's so many rides. In fact, all of them except for two. And then what I would do is I'd rope drop those two rides just to get them done and get them out of the way. And then I would come back and do the express pass for all the others for my rest of my day. And keep in mind, Velocicoaster has a single rider line. So I'd probably rope drop Haggard's motorbike, 
go do single rider at Velocicoaster. And then now I've got my express pass for the rest of the day to use on all the other rides. And it's going to save me a lot of time. So that's when I would do it. But if you're a regular park goer or you've got a couple days at uh, Universal Orlando, I would not do it. Universal Hollywood. No, I would never do it. And the reason is the park's too small. You've got three rides down on the lower lot. All three have single rider lines. Up on the upper lot, you've got the Simpsons. You've got the Studio Lot Tour, which is probably the best ride at the park. You've also got the Harry Potter World over there with Hogsmeade. And in there, you've got uh, Flight of the Hippogriff, and you've got uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. And Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey has a single rider. That one's going to move really quick. So you're going to get on those rides really quick. All three at the bottom lower lot have it. The single rider queue. You don't need it in Hollywood. I would 100% say skip it in Hollywood. But in Orlando, it's the only time I'm going. Then yeah, it may be worth it. If you have any questions, comments, if you want to hear more on this topic, you can always reach us by our Facebook page. Don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. Check our links and take a look at that. I can do this all day merchandise out there and have yourself a magical week. We will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.